the thing for you to tap into and something that I use is like, what will it take for me to feel safe initially, right? If I hire this person and I, and I want to let go of this feeling of control and have this amazing relationship, like what am I going to need from them to feel safe? So something at Untap we do is, you know, we have feedback loops from our customer about how they're finding their results coach in mastery or their support coach in Ascension or whatever program they're in. Like, how is that? And it's really amazing what I love. A, you'll see the feedback. So of course, if anything goes wrong, you'll you'll get that kind of access, which is will put your mind at rest. But also what's incredible is you'll see all the ways that they're probably better than you at half the things, right? And I know that's a hard pill to swallow. If you're listening to this and you have this fear of control, you probably also, to some degree, you're, you're feeding your ego. Like your ego is getting this sense of validation that you are important and it's scary for the ego to go, wow, someone else could do this. And then another layer, oh my gosh, someone else could possibly do this better than me. Hello and welcome to the Untapped Podcast. I'm Bryony McKenzie, founder and chief transformation officer here at Untapped. Over the past few years, I've helped thousands of people in our workshops, group programs, and events create an extraordinary and truly aligned life. This podcast was designed to give you a taste of those conversations, letting you in on the cutting edge wisdom that I hope will help you tap into your infinite potential. Press play and let your evolution begin. Let's be honest, hiring can be challenging, right? Finding good people, finding the right people, finding people who care about your mission as much as you, it can all be really challenging. And it can also be absolutely phenomenal when we get it right. And it is a fundamental part of growing our business and our impact. So, I want to explore and we're going to explore in this episode this conversation around what really holds us back in terms of the fear of getting it wrong and the fear of giving up control, which is one of the most common mindset patterns I see with our early stage entrepreneurs when it comes to hiring. We typically work with really high performing, ambitious people who are incredible at what they do. And when it comes to, you know, really finding those team members, it can be challenging to let go. So in this episode, we're going to explore if you feel like you are afraid of making a mistake around your hire, we're going to explore what you can do to set yourself up to win and not make so many mistakes. I'm going to share my stories and journeys of things I have made mistakes on to hopefully save you the lesson. We are also going to explore the fear of control right? The fear of letting go of control and where does that come from and how can we reframe that because it will keep you stuck and it will limit your impact if you think you are going to be the only one who can ever contribute to a mission and vision because solopreneurship is an absolute lie and it only leads to one track which is limited impact, limited income and burnout. Right. So really expanding into this conversation of hiring is expanding your capacity of how much you can hold and your leadership. And in order to get to where we want to go, we do have to evolve and become a different version of us. And one of my favorite things about business is it is a personal growth journey and a spiritual journey in the sense of healing 
all the parts of us that are actually unhealed and undealt with and they will all resurface in your journey as a business owner and entrepreneur. So we're going to explore these two conversations and I'm going to share some of my story and also the mindset tools and the actual practical things we have done at Untapped to ensure we get the right people in the right seats and the lessons I've learned over five years of hiring and firing people, right? So excited to dive in and really challenge you to just listen for insight and, and set your fear to the side and feel into what could be possible if you can really make this happen in your business. Now, I've worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and I have seen so many people stay really limited in what they're creating or really creative people with multiple passions or businesses and they can't keep them all going because they are still the one driving every single one of those concepts or initiatives and therefore that can never live outside of them, right? So let's look at making a mistake first and then we'll go to fear of control. So this conversation around, I'm so afraid of hiring the wrong person. What if I get it wrong? Like the truth is, and I wish someone just set me up for this, is there was a lot I could have known earlier that now I know that I'm going to share with you and give a lack line, give everyone the resources for because once you know, it becomes easier. But you will make mistakes and it's actually being okay that everything is figure outable and you know nothing nothing is going to create that massive harm right if you are attuned enough and aware and you pick up when you have made a mistake like it's going to be okay you have to learn the only way you're going to learn how to become good at hiring is by doing it and so the first thing to just alleviate that fear of making a mistake. Now, I am going to set you up with tools to avoid making so many mistakes and lessons that I've learned, but I would also surrender that at times and points in your career and journey as a business owner and entrepreneur, you are going to make mistakes and hires that aren't quite right. And you can just make another decision and use communication to recreate a possibility or change, right? So one of the first things when you're thinking about hiring is that you can teach skills, but not necessarily values. And what I mean by that is hiring on your values is so, so fundamental. Because if you think about you're trying to, you know, maybe bring in people more skilled than you, but really build a culture for what you stand for and what your brand stands for in the world. And that comes down to values. And so when you get the values right, uh, it's a lot easier fit and actually a lot more things will flow naturally within your team when you've got the right value system. So the first thing you can really do is make sure you have actually defined your company values super, super clearly. And you can say on your hand, the top five values that your company live by. And then when you're doing all the assessments and the profiling and the interviews and things, yeah, the skills matter and you've got to check their background, their references, make sure they actually have the skills, do a couple of like tests, for example. But the values is the energetic, emotional piece you want to get super interested in with your clients. So at Untapped, a couple of our core values, right? One is radical responsibility. Like I do not work well with people who deflect blame and justify and make excuses and miss deadlines and impact other people without cleaning up. Like it doesn't work for me as an operating system or our company culture. And so we have a company value of radical responsibility. Now, the truth is some people are more responsible than others, right? There are people in the world who avoid responsibility, actually. They're definitely not meant to be on the untapped team. 
There are then people who have actual Gallup strengths, which is a strength finder assessment that they literally value and embody and have as have radical responsibility as a strength, right? And so this is something at Untapped when I'm interviewing, there's a lot of questions around that that I'll ask to elicit like how much do they really care about responsibility and not just from a perspective of them answering like some perfect answer, but trying to find a way that they demonstrate like that that responsibility sits with them and that they actually love to have ownership and accountability and responsibility. Those are the types of people that we want in our team. And so hiring through values is so important. And if you don't know how to elicit your business values uh, or operationalize them, which is my favorite thing is actually turning them into actually company behaviors and examples and principles, uh, the refocus challenge, you can grab the link in the show notes, has one module in that uh, that's like a bonus amongst the five days that literally takes you through the entire values process. And it's so freaking valuable. So if you haven't done that for your company, the link is in the show notes, grab the refocus challenge. It's super, super cheap. And there's a module in there on that, right? And it's amazing. It is life-changing for the company culture that you're building. So that's kind of the first thing if you're worried about making a mistake is don't don't stress that so much, but make sure you do actually hire through company values, right? Now, the other piece is obviously definition of the role and some ways that I like to do this. Um, it's been really interesting for me learning this over the, over time, but actually taking conscious time to really define this role and it's amazing how many people go out to hire and they don't have a job description or a role description. Now, obviously when you work in a small company and things like, yes, you have a job description, but you're also responsible for a million other things. That's part of working in startups and small businesses. But having that definition does create a clear amount of expectations and something to refer back to. And so the way I like to do this you can use chat GPT or AI or something to find examples of role definitions. But one of my favorite examples or things that I do now before I hire is I firstly do an audit of all the things I'm not enjoying doing that I want to outsource. And that helps me put in some things into a role, right? I do that every like quarter. Okay. These are all the things that are draining my energy. All right. That's a new, that's actually a whole new role. Okay. Perfect. And keep doing that practice. But something um, I also use chat GPT to actually define and, and you, you know, you can use AI or find examples on the internet to actually start writing out what this title and role would be. And that can give you a baseline. But my favorite thing is I do an exercise where I imagine a week in the world or in our business with this person, right? And I imagine working with this person for a week and I write down all the things I would love them to do. But beyond that, I also write down all the ways I want to work with this person. Right. And why this is so important, two reasons. Before we used to do role definitions, we used to try and hire unicorns. This is classic in small business. Oh, you know, I just want a content manager with a marketing person with an EA uh, with also a, a customer delivery person or customer service. It's like those people are all completely different skill sets and actually completely different attributes of who they are in your team. And so it, trying to hire for a unicorn is few and far between. You're lucky if you get them, hold on to them, but it's limited. And it's going to mean that you don't get that specialized uh, energy in your company. And, you know, you're always going to be disappointed. And we've done this at Untapped. We've hired an integrator or a COO, 
kind of that's what an integrator is they help integrate with the visionary but we've hired that person and then also needed them to be an AA and it's like actually they're two totally different people and so that's really important is don't try and hire a unicorn be clear on what you're hiring and if you need to do an exercise where you think about okay a week with this person what will it look like because the other massive mistake I've seen particularly with our type of clients uh, is you know which is really high performing ambitious amazing women typically not always men you are all welcome uh, but that is actually they they hire people and they pretend to be chill <laughs> and I've done this too right I'm speaking from personal experience I'm like try to be chill it's like yeah all good you can work whenever you want like no issues like flexible remote working and all these things and they try because of people pleasing don't want to be seen as bossy or aggressive or you know overly controlling and then in a weird way end up being that way because not clearly communicating expectations from the beginning so I've made this mistake so many times where I want to give people that freedom and flexibility and then I my people pleasing kicks in and I try to do that but in reality what I really need as the founder and as supporting me to let go of control is actually I need check-ins right like when someone first starts with us I need like daily check-ins on what they're working in on and and to know that they're actually getting through their work and if they have questions and things like the level of communication I need personally just for my trust like the trauma I've had around trust and like is quite high and I used to pretend it wasn't and then I would get frustrated and annoyed with you know team members that didn't do that but I had not set that up from the beginning and so one of my mentors used to always say you cannot get upset over uncommunicated expectations and I would always sit with that and then really think like have I actually communicated that what I want is my team member to log in at 10 a.m and say good morning and what they're doing today and then log out at five or four whenever they work and say hey this is what I didn't get done do you want me to do this tomorrow okay that's actually what I want and then they don't do that and then I get frustrated and then it fuels the fire that I can't trust them and they're not as caring they don't care about their mission as much as me and blah 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 and all that internal crap and baggage we're going to talk about shortly so really how do I like mitigate this from the beginning oh I communicate from the start the expectations the level of communication that I need so I don't have to get upset about that so if you pretend you're a people pleaser you do the chill girl thing you don't want to be too intense you don't want to be too much blah 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 your game is to get super solid and clear on your on the role, on the values and on the expectations of what it's like to work at your company. And if people don't want to be part of that, they are not your people. But stop bending and flexing yourself and get grounded and centered in how you would love to operate. And from that place, you will attract and bring in the right people who respect, honor and value that. And want to and want to like actually want to operate that way because you know if you're saying hey I want to work with you and this is how I work, someone who really cares about you will be like cool let's make that work but here's my boundaries too and and you go from there right. So if you're worried about making a mistake, make sure your values are defined. Your company values. It is seriously I can't I can't stress it enough. It is so easy to teach skill sets. If the values are right, you cannot teach people values and to value things they don't care about. And it's going to constantly, 
constantly annoy you in your company if people don't care about excellence or responsibility or living in service of transformation, right? Or at Untap, one of ours is generosity. I don't want to work with people who are generous. I don't do well with people who count every minute, every second they work overtime or whatever. Like we're a company who lives in service of transformation of our customers. Like we put that first and then we we deal with whatever overtime things later, right? But I don't, but it's, we have generosity at our spirit, at our heart. And so those are the types of people I love to work with. And and then that's where the generosity creates more generosity, right? Um, so that's really huge. Your values, the clear definition of the role and what it would actually look like to work with you for a week and then you know trust your intuition and and really that's that's it uh you will possibly make mistakes but also may not right um and now a lot of people so that's kind of like the satisfied probably the intellectual part of your brain that's like okay and now i could make a hire possibly i use chat gpt write this role imagine you probably already freaking know what you want someone to do exactly down to a t um but now i hit this limit and this capacity and this fear of letting go of control. Now, my uh, old COO and I used to use what we call music therapy. We'd, we would send each other songs of like what we were emotionally processing. I know it sounds super weird, but uh, when I would experience this sense of control or anger or frustration or whatever, we would play like Frozen, Let It Go. And it was kind of a, a humorous, comical way to to deal with the emotional activation reactivity that was coming up to to pass things right so I want to explore this a little bit and I'm going to use kind of my reality and also what I know of clients that have supported with this um, I understand and I know that possibly you're so afraid of letting go of control there's so many reasons but you could have been really hurt in the past right um, I've had many betrayals in my life and that's one of my core wounds right is, is a trust wound that you can't trust people and you know I've spent a lot of my life keeping myself sheltered or finding ways that people did break my trust. And it's not, it's not a way to live, right? It's a really limited experience of life. And so if you have that core wound, continually working on it in a, in a safe context is so important. So I do a lot of therapy. I've done a lot of like mindset reprogramming. I've taken a lot of action that gets me on my edge to trust people, right? And hiring was one of these huge, huge things for me is that you can actually trust people and that people actually have your back, right? And an interesting thing is is when you often bring people in, if you have this trust wound, is that you may find all the ways that they're not supporting you or they're not following you know, what you need or they're not doing the job you need them to do. And it's just coming back and remembering like they, most people are doing the best they can with what they have and maybe it's not the right fit and that's fine. You know, you should trust that too. But also you want to be careful of your perception of looking for, you know, how people are letting you down, right? Because if you believe that they are doing their best and hopefully they are, um, there is also ways that they're doing amazing. And so this is a practice I have to, you know, because the trust element is one of my core wounds, I constantly practice like, okay, well, actually, yes, this, this, they dropped this or they didn't do this to standard or whatever, but they also did all this amazing stuff and supported me on this and reminded me on that. And I, I really have to consciously practice uh, looking for the evidence of all the ways that they really are trying to support and people want to help you. And if you think of, you know, your leadership and your capacity and whatever you're doing right now in your business or your vision or your side hustle is like it is only going to expand to the the impact and the leadership you can cause around you. 
Uh, you can't be the solo leader of this anymore. You can't be the one dealing with clients, dealing with finances, delivering the product. Like at some point, if you truly want to scale in terms of your impact and your income, then you're going to need to hire and you deserve to hire because it's the most magical feeling in the world to be supported. To actually have the support that you're worthy of is such an incredible feeling. And on an, in another level, even like for me, when I've seen our programs being run or another company that we have and other people delivering that impact, it's like, it's incredible, right? To actually witness the impact happening outside of you. Now, that's what we call in our leadership tra training, level four leadership, where leadership is occurring outside of your sphere of influence, right? It's like, it's beyond you. Like your leadership is in, in pockets all over the world without you even needing to be there. Now that's true expansion, but you have to let go for that to happen. So yeah, you might get hurt and people might let you down, uh, but people will also surprise you and support you and be amazing, right? And so working through that emotional component of, you know, betrayal and the fear of control and what you're really afraid of is really powerful. So actually thinking like, what am I afraid of happening? And can I mitigate that? Now, this doesn't mean that suddenly, like for me, it didn't mean that suddenly I was like, okay, cool. I don't care. Like anyone can be part of anything and it's all good and I'm chill and I'm just going to overcome this trust wound. Like, no, I did a lot of work. And for me to feel safe in the operating context of my team and to have other people delivering our stuff and emailing our clients and doing my social media and everything, like... I have to feel safe and the thing for you to tap into and something that I use is like what will it take for me to feel safe initially right if I hire this person and I, and I want to let go of this feeling of control and have this amazing relationship like what am I going to need from them to feel safe so someone asked me at a catch-up we went to you said okay well how do you do that and like something at Untap we do is you know we have feedback loops so for example if we have coaches helping deliver some of our programs d and i are still very active in those of a course but if we have coaches in there helping they're part of the customer experience like that's a big deal for me because that's my most favorite part and that's also you know the part that i'm most sensitive about and conscious about with our customers okay if someone's in there then we will always have feedback forms and feedback loops from our customer about how they're finding their results coach and mastery or their support coach and ascension or whatever program they're in like how is that and it's really amazing what I love. A, you'll see the feedback. So of course, if anything goes wrong, you'll you'll get that kind of access, which is will put your mind at rest in the night, right? But also what's incredible is you'll see all the ways that they're probably better than you at half the things, right? And I know that's a hard pill to swallow. If you're listening to this and you have this fear of control, you probably also, to some degree, you're, you're feeding your ego. Like your ego is getting this sense of validation that you are important and it's scary for the ego to go wow someone else could do this and then another layer oh my gosh someone else could possibly do this better than me right and our ego uh you know the ego and the soul distinction but our ego gets so much validation from doing and being significant and you know, it's really important for you to find how your ego has been getting fueled by this. And if you've been the one who's been busy doing, 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 you know, pushing all the buttons, typing all the things, sending all the things, like incomplete control, like you're simply fueling the ego. There's no generosity and impact and leadership happening around you. It's just, it's just fueling the ego account, right? And it, and it's limited. And I know it's scary to face off with that and go, well, shit, if I hire this person, what am I meant to do? I get it. I know. It's wild. You'll have more free time. It's going to be 
crazy experience for you if you've been addicted to being busy, right? If you've got validation through how much you do and how productive you are, you're suddenly going to have space. And like, I can tell you right now from one high performer to another, you, I assume, listening to this kind of podcast, like you will find something else to do, trust me. (laughs) And it will be a different skill set and a zone of genius and it will expand you and it will be amazing. But you know that possibly, you know, if you've waited too long to make this hire, like holding on to control is limiting your impact, but it's limiting the gifts that you are meant to give this world. And you are holding on simply of this fear that people won't do it like you and things like that. And like put in your quality control, put in the feedback loops, put in the systems for your team members to follow, right? And then let go because your evolution is here and you are here to make a bigger impact than staying stuck and holding on to your crappy trauma that we all have, right? Our relational trauma that can just limit so much of our life so really working through that really figuring out okay I want to do this I have you know one of my favorite things is we get obsessed with the problems right so you're probably we always love to have problems human beings right we're obsessed with things being hard and creating problems it's just kind of a negativity bias that we have and so to some extent there may be a rewiring required for you that this is going to get easier Like actually when you have this person, uh, things are going to get easier. You're going to have more free time. You're probably going to make more money. To be honest, you will make more money, hopefully, because if they take over these kind of tasks that are in your zone of competence or incompetence even, you're going to have more time and value to be in your zone of genius and add more value to the world and probably drive more sales and create more. And deep down, uh, that might scare you, really, because... The game you're playing right now is the game you can control. And control can all look look all sorts of ways. And maybe you think you're controlling like the output and the product and all of that and doing a really good job. But you're also like control is a way of being. It's an energetic, emotional way of being. So when you control that, you also control your success. You control your expansion, you control your evolution, you control losing control, right? So this is a whole fascinating element. We do a lot in our coaching programs. We get really deep into the psyche of how this happens. But yeah, you want to control what you're playing, that game there. You're controlling everything is what I'm saying. How you do anything is how you do everything, right? So you're also controlling your expansion and your evolution at the same time. Uh, And you'll convince yourself that it's because you're trying to create this amazing thing. Uh, But if we really get down to it, most likely you're afraid. And we're all afraid, afraid of how powerful we can be, afraid of our success, afraid of, oh my gosh, if I create more of this, if I have more success and more money and more even like, how am I going to manage all of that? Right. And it's not your job to try and control that. It's going to be okay. Stuff is going to fall and break and mess up and all of it. And it's going to be worth it because your impact, your evolution, who you are as a human is going to expand. And that's the best feeling in the world. And you're going to be supported in the path of doing that with people who have your values and believe in in you. And they're right there behind you, standing with you for the mission that you're here in the world. And you cannot do this alone. So I know it's scary, but let go, right? Let go. 
allow yourself to believe there are the right people with the right values and commitment there waiting to support you and they will then show up and keep working through that trust wound because I get it. I absolutely get it. But if you bring people in on the context that you don't trust them, uh, the context determines the content, right? Meaning that whatever context and intention and energetics people come in at, again, then get stuck there. So the context that you bring them in matters. So you want to bring people in with an empowering context that they are incredible. In fact, they're probably better than you <laughs> at this, right? Because your listening of them uh, will cause their leadership and they will begin to show up to the way that you listen to them. So that's a really powerful tool. I want, I want you to hear that again. People around you, your listening creates people, right? So how you listen to human beings, they're annoying, they're amazing, they're incompetent, they're powerful. How you listen to them then creates also how they show up. You will look for the same evidence. They will feel that from you. So when you bring these people in, be sure to bring them in in the context of they are incredible, they are amazing, and they are here to support me and back me, right? Until whatever other such evidence you get in the feedback loops or your meetings with them, or you know maybe it's not a fit, and that's fine too. But coming from that empowering context is really, really important. Uh, and when our team members come, you know, I really take my time with them now. I used to, I don't think, you know, on hindsight and give enough time and energy when people started with us. Um, you know, we did a whole onboarding and things, but I've learned over the years, like the more time I put in at the start and really set up and really do that training and really get to know them and their thinking and the the more successful our relationship's been, like the first three months of that hire is so, so important. So whatever else you think is so, so important, uh, put it to the side and actually spend the time with this human being who is here to support you and set them up powerfully with clear expectations and keep creating how incredible they are, right? Um, so I hope that's helpful. Uh, I know there's a lot of kind of anecdotes and 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 shares in there and, and mindset evolutions but I've had this conversation with so many emerging female leaders uh, really powerful entrepreneurs who who want to grow and expand but are so afraid of that and so I know it's like an upper limit that a lot of us hit and I definitely have been through it on so many layers and it's still something I'm conscious of right when I hire um, because it is literally one of my deepest core wounds that I've done and continue to do so much work on um, and so I hope this is, is helpful. Uh, your mission needs you to expand and, and really this is an evolution of you that is required to evolve to have your impact in the world. So get the support that you need, get the coaching, you can check out our programs, our resources, like reach out to me, direct message me if you're like, all right, I'm totally in this. Um, we're here to support you and I can promise you it is really, really incredible on the other side. Hope you loved that episode. Please share the work and tag us on socials and let me know what resonated. You can find us at Untapped HQ. If you would like to start working with Untapped through one of our core programs, you can join us anytime in Ascension, our 12-week integrated leadership program for women who want to find the edge in their life, or Mastery, our one-year container for early-stage entrepreneurs who want to thrive in a holistic way. And if you're not sure what course is right for you now, you can slide into my DMs on Instagram. Otherwise, feel free to download our free visioning template that I've linked in the show notes. Keep evolving and we will see you next week.